0: you know, no one likes a cocky human Mm -mm. um, off the field. So while, you know, you may go out there and do horrible, you may go out there and do amazing, how you treat people is really how you're gonna gain respect from others.
1: What's up, people? Welcome back to the Wake Up with Welbrook podcast. I'm your host, Chris Welbrook. Well, I hope everyone had a great last week. I'm really grateful that y'all have checked back in with us. I'm so excited to announce our next featured guest. He's a longtime friend and honestly one of the most accomplished people that I've ever met. Luke Sartino, he is a 20-time national karate champion a five-time World Cardi champion, and if you thought that was enough, he somehow found time to be a Division I soccer player and is now a med student at Marion University. Now, aside from his accomplishments, um, I really wanted him to get on here because he's a person of such high principle, um, honestly one of the most down-to-earth and humble people that I've ever met in my entire life. Um, I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to talking to him about you know, the principles, what are his principles, of success Um, what does it really mean to be a you know a good competitor and above that was maybe a good person and how his faith you know has played into his success both on the mat on the field and just in life in general so really excited to kick this off Uh, but before we get started uh, please if you haven't already go to instagram and follow us at chris welbrook you know for full episodes or any previous episodes if you're interested go ahead and go to wakeupwithwellbrook.com And to support us with donations or anything along those sorts, please go to patreon.com backslash wakeupwithwellbrick. All right, people, let's hit it. Welcome back. I'm here and I'm joined with my longtime friend. I've known you since I was 13. I don't remember how old you were at Japan. Was it 12? I I was 12, yeah. 12. So I've known him for so many, like 14 years now. Luke Sartino. Um, literally one of the most accomplished people I've ever met. He's a 20-time AAU national karate champion, a five-time WUKF world karate champion. He trained at the U.S. Olympic Training Center both in 2019 and 2020 with the U.S. Olympic karate team. Would we say that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's a former Division One soccer player and currently a med student at Marion University. So his accomplishments speak for himself, and you're only, what, 25, 26? 26 now. Oh my gosh, you're, oh my gosh. Man, I'm feel <laughs> old, I remember when he was 13. Okay, but, um, so I'm just gonna start with this, Luke. Like, you're obviously super successful, and I would just love to kind of hear what were some of your keys to success? Because you're not just successful in one area, right? It seems like mm-hmm. so multidimensional.
0: Yeah, so um, growing up, I always was doing a lot of sports. So I did karate. I did soccer, I competed in jujitsu, I did gymnastics. So one thing that was always kind of drilled into me was I needed to um, spend my time wisely on what I'm doing. So like even when I was nine, 10, 11 years old, I'd go to school, I'd go to gymnastics or karate. Then I'd go home, it'd be like seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, I'd have to do my homework. And so I, I kinda had to learn how to uh, budget my time wisely uh, from the get-go, and I think that's something that's really helped me uh, throughout life, like going into college soccer, they in college sports in general, they always preach, you know, you need to figure out how to budget your time wisely, and even people that aren't going into college sports, um, you know, going into like a college setting, you find that you have a lot more time but sometimes it's hard to spend it wisely if you've never Mm -hmm. experienced like having to budget your time accordingly. So Mm -hmm. I think for me um, a big thing was being organized and like kind of planning out my days and what I want to get accomplished and how I'm gonna do it. What would you say would be like a normal routine for a normal day? Uh, As of right now? Sure, do it right now. Yeah, so I'm a med student. I'm a second year med student. Um, and right now, all of our classes are kind of like just regular uh, courses. We have four lectures a day. Um, are they online? Or are they? In they're person? online, or you can go in person. Okay. I do them online. Okay. So I'll wake up at seven a.m. and I'll study because mm-hmm. in the morning is where I get my best uh, learning done. So I wake up at seven. Um, I'll do my note cards, I'll review the lectures from uh, the past several days until about 9, 9.30, and then I'll go to the gym, because I know if I don't work out in the morning, I'm gonna be so like kind of overwhelmed with things going on. So I make myself go to the gym, because that's one of the things I love to do. Mm. Um, and so I go to the gym and I get that done early, so that way I'm not feeling guilty about um, like having too much school stuff to do. Mm. So I go to the gym, come home, eat, and then I'll study from about um, 11.30 all the way till 3.30, 4 o'clock, mm. take a break, maybe hang out with my dogs um, or whatnot. And then I'll go back and study until dinner and then take another break. And then I'm done by um, 8.30, 9 o'clock every night. So I make myself stop studying um, before, or at nine at the latest because One, I don't like to be up late doing work. I like to be relaxing before I go to bed. Um, And I've just found that's a really nice balance to have is that if you can get enough done during the day, but you have to shut it down at some point or else you're not going to be able to function Mm. if you're always going, going, going. Um, And that prevents you from, like, putting it off later,
1: right? If you're like, I'm going to be done. Because, like, how many people, you know, do work and then they're like, well, I'll just do it later. And then they're up till 2 a.m. in the morning and then that screws up your next day. Yes, and that's
0: something I've learned um, kind of the hard way is that, like, for instance, in the mornings when I'm going to go work out, I make sure whatever, like, thing I'm studying or whatever I'm doing that I finish the, um, like, objective I'm on before I start going to work out. So I always make sure I... Um, leave something finished so that I can go to the next, come back to it and I can start fresh with a new thing. Um, because if I say I'm in the middle of a lecture and I just leave it halfway done, mm. when I come back, I'm kind of just dreading having to get back into that same thing. But if I finish what I'm doing, um, it just makes it a lot easier to move on mm. for the rest of my day
1: have you always had that kind of routine
0: or is it like this you've developed this over is something time? i have developed i was not a morning person mm-hmm. <laughs> growing up uh, especially like high school um even undergraduate mm-hmm. i was definitely not a morning person i would want to sleep in until um you know 11 12 o'clock mm-hmm. noon so this is something that i've kind of had to learn to develop um and also just wanting to do things that bring me joy throughout the day mm-hmm. uh as a med student, you are studying almost, you know, seven to 10 hours a day. Right. And so like going to work out, taking breaks throughout the day um, because I'm constantly studying. But I think it's good that you need to have things mm. that bring you joy. That's why I stopped studying at eight or nine o'clock and I relax uh, with my wife on the couch and mm. watch TV. Yeah. How
1: would you say that, like, you're the principles of, like, a martial artist? Because you've been doing karate since, what, four? Three three three, years years old, right? That's insane. (laughs) Um, Like, how do you... How are those, like,
0: incorporated into, like, maybe your life as a med student or just, like, in general? Mm -hmm. Um, One of the big things is is discipline. People always say, you know, you go to karate and you learn discipline and respect. Mm -hmm. And um, it sounds cliche, but that is incredibly true. true. Mm -hmm. Um, So... What I've, you know, through karate, you, know, you learn to say yes sir, no sir. You learn how to treat people with respect. Um, you learn how to just kind of be a good human, mm-hmm. and you can't be a good human if you're not, um, you know, staying on top of your things. Mm-hmm. You're much happier when you're staying on top of yeah. the tasks that you're doing, um, or doing your best to do so. Mm-hmm. So, I you know karate just kind of helped me uh, have a more mature mindset. Uh, yeah. That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. Um, t- let's talk a little bit more about that because I, I kind of like led in with how many times that you've won stuff and karate. Yeah. And obviously, that's how we know each other from way back when. There's a video. i got to find it. Maybe I'll post it to do with it. That the one, one, the one. One of us warming up in Japan. Yeah, and I was like five foot seven and you were like four foot one. Yep. Um, I'll post it somewhere. But um, yeah, talk about like what were some of your greatest. I mean, let's just, either experiences that you've had, or maybe like moments of growth that you've had along that journey, Yeah, you've been doing it forever.
0: I have. Yeah, so one of the best things about karate, and that I love about the sport, is you get to travel. Yeah. Like, if you get to, you know, a lot of people can travel Mm -hmm. uh, just doing karate, and so I've gotten to go to, I think over 15, Mm -hmm. almost 20 different countries, and so I've gotten a lot of experiences out of that. I've made friends from around the world, um, seen different cultures. And um, the thing that motivates me is that I'm also super competitive. Yeah. And so uh, I don't like to go to any tournament or event or anything not feeling like I'm prepared. Mm-hmm. And so that is kind of something that drives me both in school and. In karate even now is that I want to feel the most prepared mm. as possible and so I'm always you know kind of aiming to have the highest score in the class which does not happen hasn't happened yet I'm working <laughs> on it <laughs> gotten close but um, you know I'm always trying to aim for that top mm. um, but again if it doesn't happen I'm also I mean I'm disappointed but I'm not so disappointed that I can't pick myself up and mm. keep moving forward. Um, Cause you're gonna fail inevitably.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, just having like a mindset that you're always trying to grow Yeah. throughout, which is totally not easy. <laughs> and it's gonna suck sometimes, but just trying to, you know, be motivated to keep improving yourself. So yeah, going through karate, um, I wanna go to these tournaments and do the best I can, try and win. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's just kind of being motivated to keep going forward, not necessary for one result at one time, but for overall, like where were you six months ago? Where are you now? Mm -hmm. I think that was really cool. I think one of the things that's always stuck out
1: about you to me um, is that like you are super competitive when you're on the mat. You're on the floor, you're doing it, you're like... 100 percent in it and you're like yelling at people if you're not winning like you're like challenging things but then once you step off right you're like such a kind person Mm -hmm. you don't usually find that in sports sometimes you see that like the the most like the best quote-unquote top of their field who are just jackasses to everyone right but i think that's also part of the the sport and the martial art which is like you respect everyone but like when you're in the mat then like watch
0: out. Yeah, it's a it's a total and I actually use that that kind of mindset in similarly when I'm like walking into exam day at school. Mm-hmm. So like it's one thing to be when you're in the field of play um, whether it's karate or any other you know sport when you're in there you know you should be owning your skill and confident in there not cocky Mm. but confident that when I step in here I'm the best Mm -hmm. and you're all gonna watch me take Mm -hmm. over this division or um, take over this play or whatever sport you're doing but after no one likes a human that Mm. is just so up in their head that um, you know no one likes a cocky human Mm -mm. um, off the field so while you know you may go out there and do horrible you may go out there and do amazing how you treat people is really how you're going to gain respect from others. Mm. Um, so You can be the best athlete in the world, but if you treat people badly, then you're not going to be, people aren't going to
1: look up to you. Exactly. And that with that confidence that you said, right? It's not false confidence. That confidence comes from all the preparation that you're doing beforehand, right? And the, Absolutely. And that's the huge part that I think people are like, oh, well, I'm just going to have to like fake it until you make it. and like. There's a certain truth
0: to that. But there's also, like, have you done the work to go in and be confident? Exactly. You can't be upset with the results if you didn't put the work in Mm. before. True. (laughs) 100%. Let's talk about,
1: mm, and I haven't even talked about this, but, like, the role that, like, faith has played in your life. Because I know that you are a man of faith. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you think that that has played? It can be in any aspect. It can be more, like... Your athletic career, you can be, you know, in your, you know, your studies or outside yeah. of it.
0: Yeah. So I actually went to um, Catholic grade school. I went to Catholic high school, um, and I even went to Catholic university. So I've done a lot of. Um, I've been in Catholic school like my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yes, faith obviously has played a major role in my life. Um, just, I think it's always nice. You know, if you are a believer um, in God and Jesus, that knowing that He is, you know, always with you, and um, one of the things I like to think of is that um, God is not just you know up in the clouds in heaven watching down, but He's like here, right next to you. Um, it's not just a up and down relationship, but a vertical one mm-hmm. too. So you know, things that you know, like your family members, that is God. Mm. that is Jesus that is in your life right now and trying to appreciate that same thing um, with the sports that you love or the hobbies that you love to do um, that is God working in your life right there um, and like, like even like when my wife will say something funny or just when she does something that's awesome I'm like that is God at work right there mm. in my life um, and I think being able to appreciate that It's not always the easiest when things are tough, but trying to see those little moments. Mm -hmm. um, That's something I learned from school, is that it's not just a vertical relationship, but uh, meaning like I'm here on earth, he's up um, in heaven or or wherever, but he is intricately here Mm -hmm. in my life right next to me all around me. And I think that that was one of the biggest things for me my turning point in my
1: faith was like that God works through other people, right? And that, you know, there was always growing up. I mean, how could you not when you're a little kid? You're just like, oh, he's up there and I'm down here. And does he really know? Does he really involved? And then if you can see all the ways that he's involved, and then you can, like
0: you said, have gratitude for those, then that's going to totally further your faith experience. Absolutely. And yeah, for, for instance, my dad passed away two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. And so one thing that obviously that was really tough for me and my whole family Um, but it's funny sometimes like um, I'll have like my brother or um, my wife or my mom sometimes they'll do things or say things that I'm like that is totally something my dad would say that is my dad working through you Mm. and like those little moments like that will kind of help me like remind me like you know God is with me yeah Um, yeah was that a huge part of, like, was, like, your faith a huge part of, like, the, and we don't have to touch this if you don't want to, like, like the like the grieving process for that? You no, know, it definitely was. I think um, after he passed, I mean, I think, I don't know if we were going to church, but we started going to church, like, every weekend with my mom. Um, and I think it's, like, there's just no harm in, in trying, you mm-hmm. know? And so we really... Um, tried to you know go to go to church uh, lean on God and, and give it all to God and mm-hmm. and have him help us uh, with our grief my wife and I that's uh, something we really mm-hmm. try to focus on so you know it, it you can only try and mm-hmm. th- see how it turns out definitely. and uh, yeah we definitely you know leaned on our our faith to get through yeah. uh, that that time in our lives and, you know, still going through it. So yeah. we still are, but journey, definitely. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, in general, so like I
1: look at, I look at like your highlight reel, which is one hell of a highlight <laughs> reel, you know what I mean? And that's amazing. And I'm like, how do you fit this all in 26 years, 27 years of life? Right. And my thing is like, were there any specific like obstacles through that period of time that you felt like you had to yeah. challenge that you had to overcome and like how, did that help your
0: growth right? totally yeah so like i'll go back to you know high school it's kind of funny my friends were all or like not my not all my friends but a lot of my friends everything was about academics mm. and everything and my parents were totally the opposite they were <laughs> like you're going to this garage and we're sending you here here and there but academics were just like you know just do well try and get bees but you're all <laughs> right. And so you know, I wasn't like the best student. I mean, I was a decent student, I was average student, but like I wasn't going above and beyond to get A's in my classes in high school. And it wasn't until um, probably either when I got to college or maybe after my uh, freshman year, where I just was kind of like sitting there and I was like, you know what, this stuff probably matters because I would love to be a professional karate. Mm -hmm. player, athlete, I don't know what you would call it, but Mm -hmm. uh, that's not possible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Not not in the U.S. (laughs) Not in the U.S. So I got to go and, like, you know, participate in in the world. Uh, I have to get a job. I can always still do karate, and I will be doing karate, but I have to go do something. Mm -hmm. And so I just started taking school a lot more serious, and that was kind of like a weird paradigm shift for me was... um, like seeing, okay, I, I love this part of my life, the soccer, or the karate, um, but this is not the end-all be-all for me. You know, I need to kind of shift my mindset. Um, and so that was a little bit tough at first. Um, and then also I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life mm-hmm. either. I did not decide to go to medical school until I think I was a second semester junior of my In college, Mm. so I was Mm -hmm. like almost graduated. I was gonna get a business degree. I didn't know what I wanted to do with that. I just chose a business major because that seemed like a safe bet. If I didn't know, Um, a lot of people have no idea what they want to do with their. A lot of people, and that's okay (laughs) because I had absolutely no clue. Uh, Didn't have any clue for a while. Um, There's certainly some influence. So my wife, um, her family has a lot of physicians. Um, my wife actually wanted to be a veterinarian. We both were like, you know what? Let's go to vet school together. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I like animals. No yeah, let's do how it. How many how many animals do you have again? <laughs> oh, too many. Too well, bad. we have we have two dogs and two cats. Okay, yeah, just you <laughs> but, guys. But my my mom has many animals. We mm-hmm. won't get into that. No, we're good. that's a whole other episode. <laughs> that's a whole of just other episode. The zoo. <laughs> uh, yes, the Sartino Zoo. Um, but yeah, we decided that we would go to vet school together. Um, So we took all these pre-med classes together. We were seniors in classes with uh, college freshmen because, you know, we were starting from the bottom. Mm. Um, Ultimately, my wife got offered to join a master's program through health, called Master's of Science in Healthcare Management, um, where she now has a job working um, Mm -hmm. as an infection preventionist. And then I was like, well, she's gonna do that maybe i'll just go to med school. um i shadowed some doctors and you know i found it to be something that would be really enjoyable, something that would get bring me a lot of joy but also be challenging. Mm. um like mentally challenging um but fulfilling. so i went for it and here i am now. so but that wasn't that until you were older. that was not until i was uh a senior in college yeah. when I decided that, so um, I think I kind of strayed from the question a little bit. That's okay. But I, it's, I think it's kind of like if you don't know what you're, what you want to do right now, it's okay, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the times you just have to try things and see if, um, you know, see what you like and don't like because mm-hmm. that's ultimately how you'll have a better idea of what you want. And you need like life experience, and that's you the thing need, that yes. I see, you know, with people that I. It's
1: fine. Let's hope, yeah. Um, that I see, you know, are people who are like, I know exactly what I want to do, and I'm such a planner, and I'm going to go to this school, and this school, and this school. And, like, I love I love the planning because I'm a planner at heart. But there's, like, what about the life experience that comes? Yeah. And, like, that's okay. I've changed my mind, like, a billion times. And yeah. I'm still changing my mind, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I love just seeing that journey. And then once you commit, then you do it. Exactly. Right? It's not just like, well, I'm going
0: to change it later. It's like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put it yes. in the work. And that was – that was, actually, that was kind of was. I getting it and then I lost track but like <laughs> it's you know being in in sports I always you know was trying to do the most I could mm-hmm. to be the best and so I kind of had to take that mindset and then shift it into what I was doing in school mm-hmm. and then when I kind of figured out how to do that like how to work efficiently and how to be you know a good worker at mm-hmm. school it my grades got a lot better but also I was more motivated because I had a goal in mind yeah which helps yeah if you don't have a goal then what are you doing yeah that's that's hard it's hard it's not always easy to know what you're doing but Mm -hmm. if you especially when you get you know in high school you're trying to get to a good college and when you're in college you're trying to do well to get a good job right so it can't hurt to try hard Mm -hmm. keep your options open exactly exactly Hmm.
1: what would be and we're we're wrapping up here in a bit Um, what would be like if you have any advice for anyone you know, who, as you, now that you're kind of on the other side of this looking back, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, this can be geared towards younger people, or I don't really care, yeah. older people, too. Like, what what are things you wish you had known back in the day before
0: you did so much? Yeah. Um, uh, that's tough. One, one thing I wish I had, I probably wish I had gotten more experiences, um, like, going through... Like under, especially as an undergraduate in college, because uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And it mm-hmm. was very late when I chose that I was going to go to vet school. And mm-hmm. then even later when I chose I was going to go to medical school. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that I took an extra year and a half of undergraduate mm-hmm. to get to that point. So just going out and, and trying stuff, um, you know, internships or, you know, whatever, jobs, real world um, experience. Just things that are different. Mm-hmm um seeing what you like and don't like it's not comfortable or always fun but it's valuable information mm-hmm. to have about yourself yeah i love that dude
1: well we appreciate you um it's just good to see you in general because yeah i, feel like I know like has been a long time two years or something <laughs> but um i i just know that this is gonna hit home with someone because i feel like you know Everyone looks on paper and they see, you know, and that's also what kind of Instagram is. It's like this highlight reel, yeah. right? But like, what, what are like the steps? Like, what's it? What's the routine and the regimen that it takes to take that little yeah. steps
0: to get to growth? And certainly it is. <laughs> although all the, I have had a lot of accomplishments. You know, no one writes down like the failures, all the right. tournaments they've lost, all the teams they've missed out on or, um, you know, not made. And so. As all this stuff sounds glamorous, it certainly takes a lot of, like, you know, fail, failure mm. to make it there. And so I think it's really important for people to understand that and that it will happen. Totally. Um, and if it's not happening, then
1: you're not going out and doing yeah, enough. Exactly. That's the truth. All right, man. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you. And we'll have you back on here soon once you're done with med school. Awesome. Thank all you, right. Chris. All right. Thanks for checking out the podcast. For previous episodes, please check out the website as well as Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Uh, New episodes drop every Tuesday, so please stay tuned and have a great week, people.